everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Today we're covering The Last Exorcism, but spoiler alert, it's not the last one. No, 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 no. Uh, yes, this continues our fun theme of <laughs> New Year, New Me. Boop, boop, boop. We're all glowing up, or are we? We're exercising our demons, everyone. Oh, listen. <laughs> I'm up on a lot of calories when I do each demon. <laughs> oh, no, we got lots of them. Listen. <laughs> all right, well, let's get down into it, because this is a wild, wild movie. And it's, it was a fun little ride, I thought. I'm not even going to lie to the listeners. When I turned this on and I saw that it was a PG-13 found footage movie, I almost turned it back off. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That was me. I'm glad I stuck it out. <laughs> that was a lot of new information because I don't like spoilers, so I did not do the research. And I was like, oh, no. Both of these together on an exorcism? How does it going to work? Right. Well, and I thought it was really interesting, too, that it, it, I mean, of course, it was found footage. But like it's like a it's even a subset of found footage as like a mockumentary situation, which I thought was a really interesting way to look at it, spin it as well. Yeah, because when I think found footage, I think like Blair Witch and like right. um VHS where it's all shaky cam and grainy and shit. And I'm like, you ain't gonna do that to me for a children's movie. <laughs> and I almost I almost quit. You almost got texting, we gotta do something else. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> And it wasn't well. It didn't get shaky until the end, which will, I, you know, rightfully that, so. Because rightfully so, was shaky at the end. I felt so bad for that girl because she was like, "I don't want to be here. I want to go. I want to leave now." I was like, <laughs> "If she, if you would have left when she wanted you to leave, you probably would have lived." <laughs> Listen, a lot of these people could be alive if they did a lot of things differently. Uh, <laughs> Truly, and that's what makes horror horror. <laughs> <laughs> so I like in the beginning. So he in the beginning when he's giving his whole spiel about his backstory, the priest's backstory. And I like that he literally uses the word groomed. I was groomed from very beginning because we don't get that language of toxic Christianity of like how ingrained it is to, to people and how you, you don't ever really get a choice. Your parents don't wake up and say, Hey, do you want to be a Christian or do you not want to be a Christian? Uh, they, they just, indoctrinate you essentially and then it pisses me off again that we have all these christians out here being like the gays are indoctrinating our children and no bitch you're the one indoctrinating your children into something that they absolutely can't fathom to understand the meaning of life and afterlife and heaven and hell and sin and what the fuck is all this shit listen it i love that word because it's what i use when i talk about the purity balls because a lot of these religions are cult-like and the fact that this uh, so, like, this father takes his family away from this church and starts homeschooling them and starts teaching them the Bible the way he wants them to know it. And that happens to a lot of my friends, and usually it's that father just being super fucking oogie. This case, that was not the case, because I was like, oh, yeah, he's got some creep factor, because I know this man. Uh, <laughs> this time he was right. <laughs> this one time he was right. But, like, a lot of my friends who had that sort of upbringing are not right, and they're figuring out who they are and how they are. Like, I had a roommate um, in Lubbock whose father did the very same thing. was like, I don't believe the way this church is going, so I'm going to do it at home. And she took forever to come out of her shell. 
yeah. <laughs> and I was I was having to like point out, hey, you know your father said that thing that's racist, right? You know your father said that thing that's like homophobic, right? And she'd be like, nah. -uh. And after a semester in grad school, she went home for a holiday and was like, oh my god, you were right. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Yes. It's amazing what happens when, you know, it just goes to show you that your parents can be the most indoctrinating and harmful people in your life sometimes. And, and most times, sometimes, most, right. Sometimes the parent doesn't even know it, maybe, but like they can't be. That's one of the issues with people who want to have children and are not sure the how and the why. So I think a lot of the time people get stuck in this machine mentality of I grow up, I go to college, I get married, I have kids, I'm miserable at a day job. That's the cookie cutter. <laughs> and I think that's part of the way they like scare the children with that religion is because that's how they were scared. It's like people who are like, I paid my student loans, you should pay yours. They want everybody else to suffer the way they did. Right. Because they oh. feel they are fine. <clears throat> right. And like the fear part, because Ray, I don't know if you were exposed to this as a yeah this was like young teen for me but like the haunted houses that churches would do that were like heaven heaven's gates hell's flames and shit mm. that literally scared you into getting saved mm. you walked through hell and then at the end they were like do you want to get saved so you don't ever have to do this again like literally they were they're all they were all over arkansas and it, my jack my jackass brother who i haven't spoken to I don't even know how many years. It's well over a decade. He's the one who tried to perform the exorcism on me because I called him an asshole. And that's how the male ego works in Kansas City. Um, <laughs> but like, before I stopped talking to him, he had gotten out of jail and found a wife and they were overly religious because there's people who are like a faith and there's people who are like, I'm going to put Bible pages on the wall. I'm like, isn't that a little bit sacrilegious? And they're yeah. like abusing their kids and it's just, it's awful. And yeah. he started doing plays with the church he fell into. And they were not okay because he brought us a video and it was lots of screaming and car crashes. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Is yeah, this your church? That is, that is, that is very, yes, that is a thing. And like, I, and I don't, I, I want to make this clear because I get this all the time when I come, when I criticize Christianity, I understand that there are good, you know, well-meaning, well-intentioned, well put together, everything Christians out there. I'm not meaning every person that believes in this. I'm meaning the, toxic part of that religion and if you're not able to admit that there's toxic parts of christianity then you might need to go look in the mirror <laughs> again religion and politics are those two things that people hold on to even when they don't actually take them apart and wonder why they believe what they believe mm -hmm. because both systems are usually handed down from your parents your parents tell you to vote all blue or all red and the friend circles of that and so forth and so forth and so like a lot of people never actually sit down and go what matters to me? What 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 am I about? I had a philosophy teacher when I was a wee baby in community college. <laughs> and I think it's Mueller. I think it was Earl Mueller. I don't know if he's still with us because I did not follow up with him. He was an older pothead. Uh, he said something that I still rings true for me, which is you spend your first 20 years of life taking in the bullshit your parents feed you. <laughs> and you spend the next 20 years of your life pushing out that bullshit and finding your own bullshit. <laughs> I, I love that. Yes, that's so true. So true. Yeah. But yeah, I just love that, that it, this Christian or inside this Christian faith in this movie, you're literally using dialogue, using words like groomed, indoctrinated. You know, he never had a choice. He was going to be a priest. He was going to be performing exorcisms from the very beginning. 
Exactly. But because again, it's handed down. It's taught. It's a circular situation. Like everything else in society, that's wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> kids aren't born racist. Their parents teach them how to be racist. Exactly. Oh, 100%. And if the parents don't, the society does. Because the parents put them in a society and are like, oh no. That's how true. did you learn that? It takes a village, Phil. It takes a village. <laughs> so many white names. <laughs> I'm trying to find a new one because I finally met a nice Chad. <laughs> and so that was also my default because I never met a nice Chad. But then I know a nice Chad. And I'm like, I don't want Chad to think this is personal. He's walking in on these podcasts after we meet. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I've been trying to find out what feels right. I might switch to Kenny. I've, I've never met a good Kenny. I still like Steve. I met some decent Stevens, but Steve is very different. Steve is 50 50. I've never met a good Steve, personally. No, like, Steve is 50-50. I guarantee you, if I say Steve, the right people will hear it and not acknowledge it. <laughs> the wrong people will. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, Steve is 50-50. But Kenny, I get to make... Like, that's even Kenny one. G, yeah. he made grocery store music with a saxophone and got famous. Right. What kind of shit is that? Right. Bullshit is what that Bullshit. is. Bullshit. Kenny Brana is probably the reason I don't do fuck with Hamlet. And I just know a bunch of theater people are going to just like hear that and hit off. <laughs> <laughs> and I called him Kenny. I'll do it again. <laughs> Unless he's hiring. Then I'll call him whatever he wants. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so I don't know if you caught this, but there's a line in the very beginning of this movie that I cackled at when they're like, they're talking to this lady at the gas station and they're talking to her about like, local lore or whatever like so you think this farm is like haunted or like bad juju and she's like yeah yeah i totally do it he's like oh okay and well, where's the ufo landing and she's like oh it's down the road and to the right <laughs> that ain't small town america <laughs> it was like this town got it going oh we got ghosts demons ufos <laughs> ryan murphy he said next american horror story up of this season this don't tip him don't tip him <laughs> American Horror Story, The Last Exorcism, part two. <laughs> there actually, the funny thing is, there is a sequel to this movie that I've never seen. And so I'm like, how are you going to have The Last Exorcism 2? Because, like, that's supposed to be the last one. <laughs> the other Last Exorcism? What are simultaneous Last Exorcisms? Like, is it the last one per person? Like, what are we doing? Is it like a cutoff? Is there a limit? <laughs> We, we are not going to watch that one, just in, uh, in case I yeah. don't know. That is not our next movie. <laughs> right. But I will say, I do want the catch line. I, I don't know what the tagline for that movie is, but I want it to be, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought the last one was bad, wait till you see the last one. <laughs> it's like Cher's farewell tours. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe this is my last time? Nobody. No. <laughs> I really did like the idea of a con man deciding to show us the tricks of the trade um, and writing up on a real case. It's so simple, but so effective. <laughs> <laughs> it really it was fun because, like, I had fun watching him kind of, I, I'd say fun. It's, kind of, it's so terrible because I'm sure there are people that do this, but, like, watching him take advantage of this poor, poor family. But then, yeah, he definitely gets his comeuppance. <laughs> Right? No, I love a good grifter who's grifted too many times. Because he's literally like, let me show you how this happens. Here are the batteries. Here's the crucifix with the smoke in it. Here's how I make the bed shake. And then, like, he goes back to the hotel and the bitch is waiting for him. He's like, oh, oh no. Uh oh. Yeah. 
Something's wrong well, here. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the bitch that showed up, Ashley Bell, who plays Nell, her performance is probably the strongest of this whole film. Just that physicality. I want to know, like, that looked painful. Especially all those, like, pop-locking things that she did. It was, like, <laughs> it was, oh, there were some I, times I was like, did you just break your neck? <laughs> Do we need to call an ambulance? I know she did some of the stuff herself. I don't know which ones, because they all look painful. But, like, when I hit play, Prime tried to ruin some things because they love their notes. And I'm like, no, 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 this is the first watch. Get out of my way. Oh. I don't know what all it was. But if you hit play on Prime on your phone, she'll try and tell you all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but even her, like, the way that she spoke when she was like, I know, I'm really innocent. And, blah, 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 blah. and then that switch to, like, hi. Like, when she was being, like, the demon was out of her. It was so, it was really good. I will say, when I was watching her, I was like, Trent's a stan. And so, like, I'm happy that I can still pick that out. I <laughs> episodes. I'm like, Trent's gonna love her. I um, did. Her and the girl from Emily Rose, like, they, yes, please. Yes, queens, work. Like, I feel like if people just play, like, the female lead. <laughs> You will see them. I mean, in general, yes. Not all the time. Not all the time. I do have my my problems, but my problem childs. Listen, but I would find some. Uh, <laughs> Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for that one. The girl from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The main girl in the remake of the House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. There's three right there. Trifecta. Okay, okay. I will say out of those three, Nancy is the least of the, you know, she is the better of all three of them, for sure. And she definitely has her time and her place, Nancy, because I, I mean, don't get me wrong, she's not my favorite, but also I feel like that is a specific movie in a specific mode, and the more I revisit it, and I have since we started this quite a few times, (laughs) the more I visit it, I kind of wonder if that was also some direction to get her into the world, but also I'm not seeing her do anything outside of Nightmare on Elm Street, and that's my own fault. Yeah, I did, this is a way off topic, but I did really love her performance in A New Nightmare when she was playing herself, playing Nancy. was really interesting. I thought she did really well in that film. More than, and it's probably just because she's matured and grown up as a person too, but I really like that movie a lot. That's one of my favorite movies. Most babies can't act. I keep saying that. And people (laughs) keep casting them. Most babies can't act. And most of them aren't going to try and learn because they're already getting paid. So they're like, I'm cute. And they start being cute. And they're like, oh shit. So yeah, I good for her for learning, and I want to see her do something outside of um, that franchise. Yeah. That's that's a personal thing I'm going to do. I don't know if it'll be a podcast thing or not. We'll see. <laughs> we still got clubhouses. Who knows what it'll be? It'll Who knows be, what'll happen? What'll be will be. But back to this movie that we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the cat death is the most upsetting animal death I've seen in a while. <laughs> it was brutal. True story. I was watching it with Louise, who is my cat that's a niece. Um, <laughs> and she was on the couch next to me like she always is. And she's watching this movie like she always is. And she's like, ooh, yeah, people are screaming. Oh, yeah, this is awful. And then the cat died. And she looked at me like, you bitch. You brought this propaganda into our home. <laughs> yeah, the whole sequence when Nell gets the camera and like is walking around the house before she gets to the cat. Is so creepy. Like when she sets the, the camera down and like does that weird thing with her face in the mirror. 
Ooh, I was like, ooh, girl. And she, then she takes her clothes off because that's what possessed people do. They don't have no clothes. I don't either. Maybe I'm possessed. Listen, I, I was naked <laughs> when we started this. That's why I was late. I had to find a shirt. <laughs> and you better believe I ain't wearing no pants. I'm here alone. Who do you pants for? Are you possessed? Maybe. Do we need an exorcism? Up in I'm there? possessed, but I'm also airing it out. Like, listen, <laughs> I'm comfortable. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but also, oh, when they find her in the, uh, at, no, in the barn or whatever, and she does that back bend. I was like, that back bend, though, that back bend. Ashley Miller didn't teach me how to do that in UCM. <laughs> This girl would have been a great gymnast. Like She's rhythm good. gymnastics would have been hers. Listen, like <laughs> Ashley Bell, you get on to, to Cirque du Soleil next next season. Listen, I just yeah, it, there's something about her taking that camera because it it's inherently creepier when evil wants to be seen. <laughs> At this point, we don't know that she is the victim. <laughs> we think that she is the monster in the victim. <laughs> And right. so, like, when she takes that camera, it's like, oh, no, Eva wants an audience. I want to see what's about to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. It was so, and, like, that was, that was one of the other few times that you got, like, the shaky camera found footage idea. But it was, it was, it was effective, I thought, in that moment. It's not the whole film. I love that it was shaky with her because, again, she's a girl, masquerading as a possessed girl. And so <laughs> I love that she is not like an experienced camera operator because that's always uncomfortable in those <laughs> movies where it's like, it's found footage, but this two-year-old with no upper body strength is going to lift all this shit in the boom. And I'm like, no, stop yeah. this. Suddenly they're making like Martin Scorsese shots and it's like, what? Right? I'm just like, how do you know how to zoom in and out? Huh, Billy? Huh? <laughs> I... <laughs> Also, just really respect the movie that's like, my, well, this was more of a mockumentary, like you were saying, but the camera was never anywhere it shouldn't be, because so many times in a found footage movie, that's my that's what takes me out of it, is I'm just like, why would I take a camera with me to go do this thing that's creepy? After I know she's <laughs> popping off, would I? Right. Yeah. No, probably not. Like, I saw a horror movie, I want to say, oh, I forgot the name of it. It was around Thanksgiving, because I was getting ready for that streaming guy for Dread. But, and like... Their kids tie them up. Their children are ghost content. I don't remember. It was not my movie. But like, <laughs> the children tie them up and she gets free. And instead of untying her husband to help her escape or to escape with, she picks up the camera to go see what the kids are doing. And I was like, um, yo, movie done. <laughs> home movies. Right. It was called Home Movies. And I'm like, yo, uh -huh. home movies are over. Yeah, you, you can get up out of this house. You see what you need to see, and so is the camera. That's not believable for me. Like, I think yeah. that the more I unpack my my love hate of fan footage, it is sort of like with musicals. Why are people bursting the song that's unearned, and why are people taking cameras to random ass places for no fucking reason? <laughs> right, and why? Yeah, you got to make the motivation make sense to like get the camera. Yeah, if you make it make sense, I'm in, and those are the ones I like. Because, like, even Blair Witch, it made sense because they all had them. And so, like, of course. Or, like, when there are GoPros on people's heads and not thinking about it, I'm here mm. for that. Uh, but I'm not here for, oh, no, things are awful. Let me get my hands free so I can keep recording. And I'm like, who? who are you Gil Weathers? Show me your bangs. <laughs> Show me <laughs> your bangs. <laughs> <laughs> Author of Woods Pro. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought it was really interesting the way they developed the brother and the father because they kind of had this like figure eight of like I was I thought they were on the right side then I thought they were on the wrong side and then I thought they were back and they ended up back where I began with them because <laughs> like the movie starts and we meet the brother we don't know what's the brother at first and he's like throwing it looks like manure at this car <laughs> trying to get them to go away and i'm like oh this little boy's an asshole and then the dad and the dad seems like okay well at least he's trying he's grieving okay and then we see that the dads they start suspect after the nail comes to the hotel they start suspecting something psychological is going on and they're like then they find out she's pregnant and they're like oh well we think the dad is like doing nasty stuff so then i'm like oh no i, I don't have about the dad and the, and the son see brother seems like he's trying to protect her when he gets sliced in the face but then later on at the end you find out that the dad is actually innocent and the brother's involved with it the whole time i thought the father had done something i didn't think i wasn't buying that he knocked her up especially because they reached for it so easily and it's never the easy answer so i'm like mm, he invited some other demon in here some other way shape or form but that's not it and so, like, I was a shooketh when it was the father was the innocent person in the house, especially because he was so anti-medicine and anti-therapy and living his best, I'm a small town man, let my children die for what I believe in life. And right. so, <laughs> I was like, he's guilty of lots of things. Like, one of my notes is the father isn't the point, but I still hate him. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, I'm never, I'm never, like, on his side. But at least at the end, you find out he wasn't a part of, like, the demonic yeah. section of this he was just a really deranged father <laughs> they're being regular evil and <laughs> his kid had gotten his sister involved with some, like mega evil and that's how that is <laughs> he was doing evil light <laughs> they were doing evil right <laughs> like salad dressing and popcorn <laughs> there are differences truly oh god yes I thought that was really an interesting storytelling aspect that I can't, I couldn't figure out where to place either one of them. Yeah, no, I like that you said figure eight. Look at you and your directing metaphors, painting those pictures. Get it. Because <laughs> it. it was like that. Because, like, if you look at the shape I'm making with my hands, I can't see. <laughs> they did sort of zig and the zag and the zag and the zig and like what we thought was happening. Right. Even though I never, I mean, I guess up top, I suspected the brother because he came on real fucking creepy. When it cut up his face, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just hard on him. Maybe he reminded me of a Kenny in the past and I was just judging him <laughs> too hard. Well, and, and he wrote them the note that was like, don't let uh, him alone with her. So yeah, like, don't let him be alone with her. And the dad's like chained her up in the upstairs bedroom or whatever. That note was when I was like, what if it's not that dad? But also I was like, but I wasn't expecting the brother again. But I was like, this is too easy. Because again, it's never the easy answer. And so I'm like, well, he said don't leave her alone with the dad. And she's chained to the bed. And so I think something else is happening. But also the father's still guilty of something. And then they killed him. I'm like, damn you for making me a liar. Damn you. <laughs> I also, I think the reason why I like this movie so much is because it does have those humorous moments in it. Because like the one I mentioned about the UFO, the blowing job, of course. But then <laughs> also the little lady that works at the church. <laughs> she was cracking me up the whole I love her. time. <laughs> I 
love her so much. <laughs> uh, she was my favorite character. And when I found out she was evil, I was kind of like, good for her. Because <laughs> <laughs> so often you see that sort of side character and it's like, oh, she's a bumpkin gal. Yay, laugh at her. And she's right. like, no, I'm a bumpkin gal, but also let's bring Satan into this world. Right. And I'm like, that's how you give a bitch levels. <laughs> for sure. Shout out. Her name is Becky Fly. And the character name is Becky Davis. Becky on Becky. Becky on <laughs> Becky. Becky with the bad intentions. Um, <laughs> I So like when she was like, hey, Reverend, do you want a blowing job? I started laughing and I had to pause for a second. I started laughing and I was like, so this bitch is faking it. I don't know. We going now. And so I was happy when I collected myself and gathered myself. <laughs> he was like, what'd you say? And I was like, <laughs> hey, please, do you want a blowing job? <laughs> I'm going to to the next band I have in my room. You want a blowing job? <laughs> <laughs> that should be the merch. Like from this movie, there should be merch. Just blowing job. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I'd be out here in my t-shirt the next Thursday, Thursday. blowing job. <laughs> Last exorcism, <laughs> 2007. Because the way she said it with such conviction. Oh, like she is... was like, because I think before that she says, I know what you need. Hey, priest, do you know what a blowing job? <laughs> she was like a 10-year-old who just discovered a phrase and fucked it up. <laughs> it's like, I know this is a bad thing. Blowing job. <laughs> Who out there wants a blowing job? No, like it just took me out. It, it, I have never, cause I, this was fun, but that's when I howled. I cackled. I cackled. <laughs> I almost changed my name on Twitter, but I was like, no, cause then it'll lead me to some like other conversations I don't want with the randos in my DMs. True. <laughs> and I do think that it was like, it made sense that that's what clued him into the fact that, oh, she's not, maybe she's not really possessed and maybe there is something psychological happening. Because here's the thing, I don't think she was ever really possessed. No. Maybe she was by her baby. No, she was faking it because she didn't want to tell her father she was pregnant, but also she didn't know how she was pregnant. Right. Because, because my last note is, of course, you blame it on the gay. <laughs> yeah, no, that plan fell through because they went to Ray Sarah McDonald's and was like, hey, and he was like, I don't like girls. And they're like, let's go back. The, the minute. <laughs> The minute he was on screen, I was like, oh, but he's gay. Same! Same! <laughs> I was like, me and him would have got our nails done and had milkshakes and talked about that other bitch I don't like. We would be friends. The minute he is he was not on, her father. I was I was like, oh, I feel sorry for this little boy, this little gay boy, this small town America with priests that really believe in Satan. And like, no, I felt like Maury Povich. I was like, he is not the father. And they started talking to him and they were like, nope, let's go back. And you could tell there was some history there because as soon as I said his name, he was like, oh my God. No, I don't. I barely know her. She came in like twice. (laughs) Why is she obsessed with me? Um, (laughs) No, but like, I love, I love that blowing job. (laughs) I clicked him in because like, she definitely is your like overly sheltered white bread, white girl in the small town who doesn't understand the things. And so she wouldn't know these things because, like, he's not let her be exposed to life and living. Because, right. like, I mean, at that age, she should know what a blowjob is. I don't say she should be out giving them, but also at that age, a lot of us would be if we weren't homeschooled. And, so- <laughs> and you've got to know body autonomy. Like, how? Because clearly she was impregnated somehow. 
I still think it was probably her brother or something because she was never possessed. She was lying about it because she knew her father does not like doctors and it could bring her more time. And I think she just felt ashamed of being pregnant and she doesn't understand sex because again, she's been sheltered and shut away. And so she's yeah. like, I, I did something wrong and that's why this is happening. And so like it manifests as maybe if I tell my father I'm possessed, we can find out another way to like get rid of this situation right. and prolong it. Well, and her baby, like her pregnancy made no sense. I mean, it had to be like a demonic baby because she shot at the devil, Trent. Like, I, how much money you needed to be a demonic? It had horns. They threw in the fire, and it got mad. Like, it didn't die. <laughs> and she never showed. She never had a baby. Though. <laughs> no. I um, said, I know plenty of pregnant women would, would, would love that pregnancy. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the Satan part. Satan's babies don't expand. Apparently. <laughs> I like how you said that though. I think it had to be demonic pregnancy. <laughs> that's the title of this episode. It that's, had to be. That's the title of this episode. I think it had to be demonic pregnancy. Because I was like, I think I'm on a subject here, Sheree. <laughs> <laughs> I also have the movie about an exorcism. <laughs> but not really, because it doesn't really give an exorcism because he's not possessed. <laughs> he he exercised a fake demon. And then the bitch showed up at his house, or his hotel, and he's like, oh, no, this is this is more serious than I thought. How'd she get this? She walked that whole way? Damn. I don't know when Satan assisted her and when he didn't. I'm assuming her brother drove her, but also, I can't prove this. Because, again, every time you see him, his face is open, and so you can't ask him and questions. That, I will say that special effect makeup on his face looked gnarly. I love when he kills the camera person, the cameraman at the end, and you can see the band-aid where he opened up his face for this. And I was like, that's some belief. You right. opened your face for this demon baby. Well, and it was really interesting that she painted so remember those pictures she was doing. She painted how each of them died and how the cat died. Maybe her demon baby was psychic. Probably. I mean, Satan can do a lot of things. I'm all, I, I I think probably. <laughs> I think probably the demon baby. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't I don't want to be that person, but I feel like this kid is probably a little bit more severe than the dream warrior or the dream child, I should say. I would say so. That was just you were giving birth to Freddy Krueger. This right? you're giving birth to Satan himself. Listen. Freddy does a lot, but he does in your dreams. So, like, if you can wake up, you can escape him. Which, I mean, right. it's rude to wake up. I know, as an insomniac. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but sleep is avoidable for a couple of days. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think she survived? Oh, no. no Once you really. shoot Satan's baby out, you done. What? <laughs> and if you are still alive, <laughs> what is what is the quality of life? <laughs> truly, truly. Nobody even stitched her up or anything. They are like, we got it, and just like left her there. Like yesterday, they didn't even give her turkey. a pillow. Her head was hanging off the side of that table. Right, and she, that's why she was really screaming. She was like, my neck, my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna explode with a baby with the horns. It hurt. That's gotta hurt. Pushing out a baby with horns. But pushing out a baby, period, probably hurts. But like. Pushing out a baby with horns? Babies' heads are big enough. I don't want right. any accoutrement on that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no extra decor. 
right? <laughs> what you mean he born with a hat? No. <laughs> 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 I I would be done. Like I I feel like my secret genre that I really hate is people having to give birth to something because I don't I am not a birther. I've no. always done this about myself. Even as a child, I was like, wait, a watermelon through a keyhole, I don't want that. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I was always like, nope. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like straight people for some reason have a fascination with pregnancy and birth. And I'm just like, mm. I mean, I'm not anti children, but I'm not, I'm not going to be like watching birthing movies and like it's calling crazy. it a beautiful miracle. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I had a friend who was dating a girl who liked to watch birthing videos. And so we'd be drinking and talking and you look over at her phone and it's like something coming out of a person. Like, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong with you? We are used. We are youths. Stop it. Um, <laughs> I think it again just goes part back to that whole, this is my path because I am born and I don't ask questions. And so you have to have the spouse, the baby, the house, the job right. you hate. Go, 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 go. And that's what so many people don't ask what they actually want to later in life. Right. And, you know, if you're out there and, you, and you're all about pregnancy and childbirth, I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying I don't understand it. Some people genuinely do want it and they know they want it, but then they're, unfortunately, most people are just doing it because they're supposed to or are doing it because it's the norm around them. Or they have terrible sex education and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And so they're just fucking for fun and whoopsie, poopsie, poopsie. Now you got a baby. Tell me you went to an American high school without telling me you went to an American high school. Here's my baby. Everyone raises their hands. <laughs> just throwing the babies up. Um, <laughs> Lion King style. Throwing babies to the graduation ads. Just like, woo! <laughs> Move the tassel and the baby arm. <laughs> it's a, Yeah, the way that we teach sexual education in this country is abominable. And then we blame the girls when they get pregnant. I'm like... We blame women for everything. Well, that's true. the kind of society we live in. Literally, true. literally, literally. All the laws are against the women who have to have the baby. None are against the men who might knock them up. <laughs> um, very few women who are in the courts right now are in the courts because they had a baby through, like, artificial insemination. Like, it, 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 they usually bring in a man with them, and it's usually his kid. Like, people are not Mori with a doctor who helped them. Like they're with the man who ran out from them to avoid child support. And so <laughs> I I hate America. But that's just my two cents. Yeah. It, and what just, do I know? Because I have ovaries. So I don't know things. And the government will tell me what to do with them later. Right. You can't even you don't even know if you want to have children or not. That's why I need that man to tell the doctor if I'm gonna get my tube side or not. Because yeah. me friend. saying this forever don't mean nothing. I have another friend that wants her tubes tied. Like she's a teacher. She's like, I don't want to have children. I have 20 children every freaking day. I don't want to have any more. And so, but they won't let her because she's not uh, of an, a certain age or have, or already has children. I'm like. No, they won't let you do it unless your husband signs off on it and you're of a certain age. And if you're a single lady, like I remain forever, they're like, but you might meet a nice man someday. And I'm like, that's why I want them tied. So when I meet that nice man, hopefully next weekend, I don't have to worry about getting knocked up. <laughs> and they're exactly. like, you don't know. You don't know. I'm like, I know. I've known since I was a kid because I was raised with other kids. And so I know I don't like children. <laughs> I know that they are the enemy. 
how many times this podcast alone have I been like the scariest part of these horror movies are the fucking children? I I I don't want them in my house or in my body. Yet America is like, but you should because we need to own you. Oh, it's so stupid. So meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> we're not letting women get these procedures that could be life saving for most of us, um, and like raise up the quality of life for a lot of us as well. Um, and yet, we're also not instructing men to get vasectomies, which are easily undoable if he changes his mind later. Right. Yeah, like I, I know a lot of men who don't even. I mean, like, I know that they know that that procedure's out there, but I don't think they think of it as, like, easy as it is. Not that it's, I mean, I'm sure there are some, like, side effects and pain, like, I, you know, not it's not like walk in the park, but it's not like what women have to go through to have children. Or take our tubes tied, because, like, ours is a more invasive thing, obviously, if you look at, like, the diagrams. <laughs> it's more invasive. Whereas men can, like, walk in and get it, like, done in a day and then walk out the same day. Some of us got to, like, recoup for a couple of hours. Or a day or so. And also, like, <laughs> I just fucking hate this country. <laughs> I hate this country. And also, men don't get vasectomies because it might be uncomfortable for a couple of days. But, like, our birth control options fuck with our mental health. Um, they fuck with our mental health. They fuck with our, like, health health. I know people who have, like, system things. And so, like, and also you want to shut down all the Planned Parenthoods. So, like, I can't even, I have to, like, drive to go, I have to drive <laughs> to go get anything taken care of. Um, right. I have to go through backflips to get birth control before Nurse existed, which is an app I loved. I don't use them as often because we're in a pandemic. So, like, what am I doing on birth control? <laughs> oh, Marion around. I'm, I'm quiet. I'm shutting it down. I'll be fine. Yeah. And, and not to mention that, you know, people with um, ovaries that don't identify as women, that makes it even more difficult for them and even more of a, like, fucked up situation. The amount of people who are transitioning and have to pause because they're pregnant because they could not get their tubes tied before they're transitioning is another issue America has. And then, like, of course, people are awful. And so they want to, like, talk shit to this person who's like, oh, well, I'm pregnant, so I'm going to go ahead and, like, pause what I'm doing and keep it and then get back to my transitioning. And then people are like, well, you're not a real man. And I, everything about America is so insidious and so, right. so <laughs> built around the patriarchy not making sense and just being awful to everybody that is not a cis straight white man. Yeah. I hate it here. Looking to relocate if a listener out there would like to help a bitch get a visa. <laughs> Same. Let me out. The second Omarion is up off us, I will be there. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> Omarion. Oh. <laughs> That's the best name for Because like you have to, at this point, laugh at all the pandemics. Oh, <laughs> like, of course. Right. Um, what about I want to be off me? I like Omarion. I liked him before he started doing all this shit. Like, I know people <laughs> right now with Omarion, and they are not having a good time. Oh, oh dang. <laughs> yes. I don't know anyone yet, knock on wood, that has Omicron, but no. it's only a matter of time, I'm sure. He was like, bump, bump, bump. He <laughs> <laughs> sure was. People who don't listen to R&B are going to be so lost in this episode. Especially early 2000s R&B. They're going to be like, who is Omarion? What is bump, bump, bump? Is B2K a breakfast item at Burger King? I... Um, yes, I would like the B2K, please. I would uh, love what? the B2K with extra Omarion. What? <laughs> We're going to out user manuals for our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like student, like those things that you give to Study like, guides. 
<laughs> when you have like plays or like student based, and you're like, here's your pamphlet. Right. No, we're gonna start having Dr. A like director's notes for every episode. <laughs> and be like, here's what they mean. I've done the Google for everybody. This is a drag race reference. This is an early R and B reference. <laughs> you should know who Brandy is. Also R and B. If you don't know who Brandy is, Brandy does everything. R&B, Broadway, movies, everything. She was our Black Cinderella. Get your life right. Boom. But my last note for this actual movie we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) My last note for The Last Exorcism, if you will. (laughs) Not the sequel, though, because that's the gotcha. Oh, that's a surprise. (laughs) They were like, you didn't see it coming, did you? Because we said last, last time. And wait till you see the next last one. But my last note for this movie, everything after Blowing Job gave me deja vu because I thought I had not seen this movie and then that happened and then everything after that I knew was happening. I could still see it from the last time I saw this movie. <laughs> and I I think it might have been a LeBob watch or a Us watch. I'm not sure which because it's somewhere in there. Somewhere. But also, what a damn fun twist, even though it was like I've been here before. It was, The twist, yes, was really fun. I also said when they went back to the house and it's got all the paintings on the wall, and I'm like, ooh, these people have been busy. They ain't been gone that long, maybe a couple hours. Bump, bump, bump. You done done redecorated and everything. (laughs) Like, those are cool Satanists to, like, redecorate your house for you. (laughs) A lot of people get that deal in these other movies we've talked about this month. (laughs) Truly. They didn't get that in in their deals. They just got a lot of fucked up shit. Right? No, it's just like, so we don't get a redecoration? No. That's not standard. You know that's not standard, right? Since when? It happened to the Walters down the street. I thought that came with every exorcism. Right? Well, there's a helpful smile in every aisle. I read the jingle. I was at Hy-Vee. I was a Midwest kid. I should know these things. (laughs) I said I was a Midwest kid. Like I said, they're Minnesota. Minnesota. (laughs) Minnesota. <laughs> All right, Sheree. <laughs> Would you like your bagel in the bag? Uh, <laughs> bagel. <laughs> the bagel. <laughs> uh, all right, Sheree. You were feeling spicy? Always. Hot takes. Oh, listen. So, my hot take is I'm hit and miss with the found footage, as we know, but I like this one more than a lot of the ones I've seen. And I'm not saying this is like a great piece of art that deserves awards or anything. No. I- I'm just saying I had a good time. And that's all we can ask for for some horror movies. And it's I a had fun a ride. I had a better time than most fan footages. It's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun little ditty. Uh, <laughs> uh, I agree. So my hot take is this movie is a perfect example of how fucked up toxic Christianity is. Listen, like the period. Because toxic Christianity is what? About toxic men. Right. <laughs> because it because A, if the dude wasn't get, doing fake or fake exorcisms, then he wouldn't be in the situation in the first place. If he had been groomed to be in that situation, he wouldn't, he would still be alive with his family. Uh, if the dad believed in medicine and mental health and talking to your kids about the real world, they wouldn't be in a situation like all down the line. Quite blank. Listen, I am never surprised at how it's always less than six degrees from the patriarchy. That's the game we're always playing whenever there's an evil afoot. Six <laughs> degrees from the patriarchy. So they're like six degrees is Kevin Bacon. I'm like, it's not always Kevin Bacon. Like he seems fine and dandy. I don't know his life. 
He hasn't disappointed me in public right? yet. What? <laughs> so good True. for him. Not yet. Not yet. Like, I'm sure the, receipt, send them to me. the second we can stop this episode, it'll be like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Pissing on kittens at a daycare. <laughs> like, why, Kevin? Why? You are our last hope. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's always six degrees from a toxic white man. <laughs> always. Because that's the patriarchy. Three toxic white men in a trench coat. Making the rules, making the games. Yep. All right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on The Last Exorcism, on Kevin Bacon, on toxic masculinity, on <laughs> B2K. Uh, B2K. Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> not talk about this episode uh women's health if people don't listen to our podcast they don't understand how we get to all these different points with a movie (laughs) there's no way in hell anybody looked at the last exorcism and was like they need to beat k and brandy but we did we found a way bump 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 bump, bump, bitches (laughs) bump 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 all right next up we're going to be covering the closet we're going back to yes we like it in Korea, so we're going back. <laughs> this will continue our month of New Year, New Me. New Year, New Me. I like yeah, thinking it that exercise way. Exercise those demons, y'all. Exercise right? those demons, y'all. I, just, I like to sing it in that rhythm that I almost stumble into. So it's just like I'm about to start rapping, and we know I can't rap. Um, <laughs> no, so like, oh, no, is this the one? Is this the one where she's going to try? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. You okay no. trying to rap on this podcast? <laughs> if, if we if I, if I we ever rap, it would be like Madonna rapping in that one song. With- Latte. <laughs> Nene. It was like. Nene's. <laughs> it was very much Moira Rose <laughs> on a Kalana pin trip. Bang, so bang. now we've added Madonna, Moira Rose, and rapping to our <laughs> list of things we've talked about this episode. <laughs> I love oh. it now because it's true to how my brain works. Because my brain true. is a scandal hit board <laughs> with strings going to randos and dancing around Fitz, even though Fitz is the problem. <laughs> it's always Fitz. Oh, Fitz. All right, y'all. As always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.